At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. The official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care Provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition, long last. Hornets road trip will wrap up today against the Oklahoma City Thunder. We got a game preview of that one. Also have a couple of announcer NBA-wide related news and notes to pass along. Our thoughts as uh, we uh, send some good vibes and good wishes out to uh, a couple of legends of the broadcasting business. And yesterday, in case you missed it, was Selection Sunday. We're not going to break down all the brackets. We'll leave that to some other people, but I do want to try and put together our overall one seed for an NCAA team involving a current Hornets player. Helping me on all these tasks, he's the social media associate and one of our favorites here on the Hornets Hivecast from your Charlotte Hornets, Wes Robinson. Wes, thanks so much for your time joining us here on the HHC. Absolutely. You know, it's always a great time to be able to talk some Hornets basketball. Well, before we get to the Hornets, uh, I got to ask, over under 75, how many brackets have you filled out so far? Close to 75, so I'm going to say under right now. I don't want to give a disclosed amount. Fair enough, fair enough. We'll, we'll give you some time on it. Well, we want to do a little exercise here. thought it might be fun to look at some of the great NCAA teams that involve current Charlotte Hornets. You look over the course of this Hornets team, there were a lot of guys who had a lot of success at the college ranks, and it helped springboard them into great NBA careers. So we're going to have a little fun here. Uh, have you give us a, a couple of your one seeds, your favorite teams, teams involving Hornets players from when they were members of their college squad. Sound good? 
Sounds good. All right, so a couple of teams actually ended up champions, but for this purpose, we're looking at strictly their regular season resume. Who would you make your overall one seed? So the teams that won titles, one of them involves Hornets center Mason Plumley. He, of course, went to Duke his freshman year, 2009-2010. They were a one seed. Regular season went 29-5. and Plumley was basically coming off the bench. He was a freshman, after all. Senior on that team was John Shire, now the coach-in-waiting for Duke. Kyle Singler, Nolan Smith, Andre Donkins, Miles Plumley, Mason's brother, were on that team. They won the title. Louisville, 2012-2013, they were 29-5 and in the regular season. Montrez Harold, just a freshman. Peyton Silva, Russ Smith, Gorgie Jang, they were starters and stars for a Louisville team that won a national title. So a couple options there. Either one of those strike your fancy as a favorite? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. The Mason Plumlee's team was the one that stood out to me the most. And John Shire, I mean, I'm not surprised that he's the coach right now because he was definitely a special talent playing with Plumlee. Let's go to teams that ended up two seeds. One of them, Mason Plumlee, as a senior. That team was 27-5 and in the regular season and featured Plumlee in the post with a certain shooter on the outside named Seth Curry. That was the 2012-2013 Duke squad. Those two were seniors on that year's squad. Also 2014-15, a couple years later, Kansas. A freshman named Kelly Oubre was on a really star-studded young team that went 26-8 and in the regular season. Svee... Makai Luke and Devontae Graham, also freshmen on that team. Frank Mason, Wayne Selden also made the NBA. They were sophomores on that year's squad. And 2018-19 Kentucky, 27-6 in the regular season. P.J. Washington was the leading scorer. Nick Richards, the big man off the bench. And they had Tyler Hero, Keldon Johnson, and Emmanuel Quickly, all freshmen on that squad. Of the two seeds, who's your favorite? I love the P.J. Washington Kentucky team uh, with Keldon Johnson and Tyler Hero. I definitely wanted to see more from what, what that Kentucky team could have offered in the, uh, in the NCAA tournament. The three seeds now, you've got the 2017-18 Spartans of Michigan State. Miles Bridges, one of the proudest Spartans I've ever met. He was on that squad alongside Jaron Jackson, Cassius Winston, uh, Xavier Tillman, and Jaron Jackson were both freshmen on that year's squad. And we'll add in the four seeds as well. Got the 2013-14 Louisville team, so the year after they won the title. Montrez Harrell, now more of a starring role as a sophomore. And there was a young freshman coming off the bench named... Terry Rozier, he was pretty good too. That tandem uh, obviously working well for the Hornets in present day. One last four seed for you, the Washington Huskies, 2008-2009. They were 25-8 and that year in what was at the time still the Pac-10. Uh, Isaiah Thomas led the team in scoring as a freshman. Justin Holiday also on that team. His junior year, Thomas's last year, they won the Pac-10 tournament. Terrence Ross was on that squad, so maybe from an NBA perspective, a little deeper team. Um, but I went with the freshman year because, uh, quite frankly, that Washington squad had a, a better regular season and, and seeding circumstances uh, as the regular season champ. So of the three and four seeds, who stands out to you? i got to go with the, the, the two tandems that's going crazy for us right now, definitely Terry Rosier and Montrez Harrell. And uh, Trez, early on, had success. I mean, he played a small role as a freshman, but I feel like his game was a little bit more polished uh, around that time. And Terry Rosier was very young, but he definitely provided a huge firecracker spark off the bench. And I think he started in some of those games as well. And they were just a well-coached team that just knew how to run and get you up and down the floor. So I'm definitely going with the Louisville Cardinals. Last but not least, what fun is March Madness without a, a couple of Cinderella stories? We got some below four seeds here. Of course, got to go with Gordon Hayward's 2009-2010 
Butler team, 28-4 and in the regular season. They lose in the national championship game to Mason Plumley and the Duke Blue Devils. Brad Stevens, the coach. Shelvin Mack was there on that team with Gordon Hayward. That historic shot, maybe the most famous close call in NCAA tournament history. Boy, what a shot that would have been. A shining moment had it gone through. But Butler 09-2010 on our Cinderella Stories list. And a decade later, roughly 2018-19, the Nevada Wolfpack. Now, this team didn't go the furthest in the NCAA tournament, but it was Cody and Caleb Martin's last run. Eric Musselman, now the head coach at Arkansas, was at the reins then. 29-4 regular season. Between those two, I think I know which way you'll lean, but who's your favorite? I'm going with Gordon Hayward, the shot that never was. Uh, it probably would have gone down as one of the greatest shots in NCAA history, and we probably would be still talking about it today had that shot gone in. But I was just very impressed with them going back-to-back. And I got to give them a shout-out for busting my brackets two years straight <laughs> as they made their climb. And they were just a well-coached team. They unfortunately ran against some other teams that were just a little bit better. But it was great to hear some fun stories from guys who were previously here at, at all at the same time, we had Kimball Walker, Jeremy Lamb, we had Shelvin Mack, we had Ronald Norred, and then we were able to have now Gordon Hayward to kind of hear uh, what the what that battle was like and the anticipation going into that championship game and what would have happened had Gordon Hayward made that shot uh, the year before. Yeah, can't deny Gordon Hayward and that Butler team. That was a special squad. So you've heard all of the uh, primary teams that involve current Hornets players from when they were members of those college squads. You've got national champions like Duke and Louisville. If you had to pick one number one overall seed, who do you like? I think I'm going to go with the Duke Blue Devils. Mason Plumlee, his freshman year with John Shire. Uh, that team was very talented. If I'm not mistaken, I, I believe Nolan Smith was also the shooting guard on that team as well. I just feel like that, that squad just pretty much knew how to attack you in many different ways, and they really didn't have a, an answer for them, not just in the inside, but they also were a great outside shooting team as well. It's hard to go against that Duke team, considering they ended up winning it all, and they were a one seed at the time. I, I'm with you. I really like that Kentucky squad, 18-19, but they did have six losses in the regular season, didn't end up being a one seed, but the talent there, P.J. Washington, Tyler Hero, Keldon Johnson, Emmanuel Quickly, Nick Richards, uh, that was a star-studded squad. Uh, Bridges, Michigan State team, the Ubre and Devontae Graham, Kansas team, just some great squads. So as you watch March Madness, definitely enjoy the run. It's going to be a great tournament. It always is, but keep an eye out on some of these teams and some of these names, because no doubt a couple of them will make their way uh, perhaps into the Hornets in the not-too-distant future. All right, we've got a, a couple news and notes on the announcer front to bring you in. Of course, we'll have our game preview coming up momentarily. That's all coming up here on the Hornets Hivecast. I'm not anti-aging. I'm pro-looking my best. Getting cosmetic surgery at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates has me looking young again and filled with the confidence I need to take on the day. From Botox to rhinoplasty to facelifts, Senta offers facial plastic surgery from specially trained eye and ENT doctors who are familiar with how all parts of the face work. Feel like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Wes Robinson, social media associate for the Charlotte Hornets, our guest today here on the HHC, the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Wes, uh, we got a couple of uh, notes uh, on the NBA announcer front uh, heard over the weekend. Detroit Pistons announcing that George Blaha, legendary TV play-by-play announcer, 
He's going to miss the remainder of the season due to a heart bypass procedure that he'll have this week. He has said in a statement from the team he looks forward to getting back to full speed, returning next year for his 47th season calling games for the Pistons. Uh, I've had the chance to meet him now over the course of this last season. Uh, just a wonderful, wonderful guy, wonderful, wonderful announcer. Been a part of all the great moments in Pistons history, it seems. We're wishing him a speedy recovery. And uh, our best wishes to Bill Shunley, the former voice of the Portland Trailblazers, over 50 years with Portland as both a play-by-play broadcaster and team ambassador. He is retiring at 92. He'll be honored at season end in April. Uh, Certainly wishing the best to both of those men and their families and their franchises. Uh, But it made me think of of Steve Martin, the legend, the voice, the voice of the Hornets. Uh, He, of course, retired a few years ago now after 30 years of Hornets basketball. It's special to have these people uh, be the voices of a franchise, be synonymous with the team. But just as we, we look at in one case, someone retiring, in one case, someone stepping aside just for the remainder of the season. I wanted to talk to you about it, Wes, because you were here when Steve Martin was going through his final season, seeing him being honored by the fans and the players and and all the alumni of the Hornets. What are your memories of Steve and uh, how special he was here for Charlotte? No, Steve was amazing. I mean, I grew up in New York City, but when I came down to South Carolina, and I used to spend a lot of time in Charlotte where my family lived at. And you could always hear Steve Martin's voice. And I remember I had the first opportunity and pleasure to meet him when I came in as a writer for my school in 2012. And he's just the nicest guy ever. You've heard rumblings about him. You've heard his voice on TV. you heard that he was a great guy. But just to meet him in person and how much he enjoyed what he did, how much joy he brought to not just the excitement to us, but how much... He took the excitement from the fans in the game and then turned it into, it wasn't even a career for him. And I say it a lot of times when I'm going out talking with other kids is that you always want to stay close to the game. And that's what Steve Martin definitely taught me over the brief time periods that I've had with him. It was a little sad to see him go. Everybody runs their course at some point in their career. There has to be a time when it comes to an end. And uh, unfortunately, Steve Martin's run did end, but he will live very long after, you know, myself and my career. He will always be a legend in, in Charlotte history. If you ever have the pleasure to come into our media dining room, you'll definitely see a whole wall breaking down Steve Martin's 30-year history. So it was just remarkable to say that I was at least on the back end of that remarkable career that Steve Martin had. Most definitely, and and to, to sit in his chair, so to speak, it, it's a great honor. It's a great responsibility, and and having had a couple opportunities to meet him and talk to him, he's just a, a wonderful person. Couldn't have been kinder to me when I made my journey to Charlotte, and uh, just giving advice about you know life and and family and everything while maintaining thirty years in the business. It's just invaluable. So he's just been a wonderful person, and as you mentioned, you know his voice, his call will live on. Anytime we're going through Hornets' greatest moments, uh, you. You'll see great shots by Alonzo Mourning and Del Curry and Muggsy Bogues and uh, all, all these great players, Kemba Walker, and all of them. The soundtrack for them will be Steve Martin. Um, it's a great honor to uh, to be in these chairs. So we uh, we take a moment to to think about our, our friend, the living legend, the voice of the Hornets, Steve Martin, and also send best wishes to both the Trailblazers and Pistons families, George Blaha, Bill Shonley, who uh, are uh, going through some things right now. Bill Shonley obviously being celebrated, retiring after 50 years as both a team ambassador and play-by-play broadcaster. 
the author of the Rip City Call, and then George Blaha, TV voice of the Pistons, speedy recovery to him and a speedy return for what will be his 47th season calling Pistons games. All right, our season continues here for the Hornets. They'll take on the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. We will preview that one for you next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. Sam Farber and Hornets Social Media associate Wes Robinson here with you on the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta game day edition Hornets taking on the Thunder who will be on night two of a back-to-back Charlotte has had a couple of days rest that's a huge advantage for the Hornets in this one and Charlotte needs to take advantage of their advantage they're sitting right now uh, in in essentially uh, a tie for ninth with the Atlanta Hawks it seems to fluctuate by a percentage point or two uh, depending on who played last the Hornets right now within two games of the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn, as well as they're playing right now, they got back on track after blasting the Hornets in Charlotte on that spectacular game by Kyrie Irving. But overall, you look at the remaining schedule, and there's some some issues there potentially for them. They're going to play Dallas, play Dallas coming up at home on night two of a back-to-back. That means for the moment, no Kyrie Irving. You've got a, a lot more home games remaining on the schedule. So again, no Kyrie Irving for some of those and playing teams like the Hornets in Milwaukee uh, and Cleveland who will be motivated to try and get wins. Uh, those are not easy. And so there, there could be an opportunity here. Would not shock me uh, as well as Brooklyn is playing for the moment a couple of games over 500 if they ended up finishing the year around 41 42 wins which is something that the Hornets could reach if they keep racking up wins so that makes the importance of tonight's game uh, that much higher taking on a underwhelming Oklahoma City Thunder team before we get to players and start and stats to watch Wes what are your thoughts on the matchup this is one that I anticipated after coming up for rough stretches that we were going to have two games uh, on the road and Knowing that New Orleans was missing a lot of players, it was one game that we really needed under our belt. I mean, the show still had to go on. Uh, we did exactly what we were supposed to do, passed the ball very well. We uh, we shot the ball great from outside. We shared the ball. Everybody was uh, on the same page defensively. So it, it allowed us to, to instill some confidence into us and going against another team who was unfortunately you know, having some rough time this season. They're a very young team. They're definitely going in a different direction to where we're trying to go. So this is a great opportunity to pick two great road wins up. Let's build that confidence. Let's go into this five home game stretch. Like you said, it's not going to be easy. And and just like PJ said a few games ago, uh, none of these wins for the rest of the season are not going to be given to them. We have to be able to play our game. And I, and I like the way we did in New Orleans where we were getting back to somewhat of ourselves and how we like to play. They have to adapt to us. We can't adapt to them. And that's exactly going to be pretty much our meat and potatoes going forward. Charlotte, certainly, when they're playing their game, like you mentioned, a few teams can keep up with them offensively. Hornets coming off a 142-120 to win over the New Orleans Pelicans. Let's get into our stars and stats to watch for tonight's game. Wes, you are the guest. You get to go first. Which direction would you like to start with? Player to watch for the Hornets, for the Thunder, or a stat to watch? Yeah, let's go with the Hornets first. My guy to watch is Miles Bridges. I'm going to ride in his high hand 
and how well he's been playing over recent games. I mean, he he's doing a lot of things that we've been missing a lot with Gordon Hayward. Uh, and I know he's been playing in different roles and positions where he sometimes will bring the ball up or sometimes he'll have to go on the block and, and gather some rebounds for us and pretty much bang on the on the boards for us and, and guard the you know the power forwards on the, on that end. But he's been doing a great job. Uh, his shots been falling from the outside. He's he's starting to build some confidence back into himself. And I really feel like you know if he plays his game the way we know that he's capable of doing, there's not many players out there that can defend him. When he's going, it frees up opportunities for everyone else to be able to get to their rhythm because they're so worried about Miles Bridges on the block that it now opens up a lot from from our front our front court our backcourt situation where we have Terry Rozier who likes to get his shot off and you know pretty much in the second half to be able to reel us some wins and take a lot of pressure off Lamelo. I feel like Lamelo's been kind of in a pressure situation where he feels like he has to do uh, a little bit more to help our team out, but. Really, he just has to be complacent and just be able to be comfortable in those situations to make the proper decisions to get everyone else involved. And I feel like Isaiah Thomas, being the vet that he is, and we saw a beautiful clip from, shout out to Nick Bolick, for uh, giving us a little inside feed in the locker room where Isaiah was giving uh, Lamella Ball, you know, some great advice to let him know that, hey, play your game, keep being you. That's that's the way we're going to be able to win games when you lead us and put us in the right positions. That's the way we're going to have to play going forward. And I think Miles Bridges is going to be that key to be able to take all the pressure off of him and, and get everyone to collapse. Then we can play the kickout game and get some to knock down some outside shots. Yeah, I like the pick for, for Miles Bridges. Also appreciate the shout-out. I'll give one, too, to Nick Bullock and that behind-the-scenes footage from the locker room. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, who was recently signed to another 10-day contract. Congrats to him. Great to have him uh, with the team for another handful of games or so. Um, but talking about how LaMelo Ball really controlled that last game start to finish. But it was a big game for Miles Bridges, too. 26 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists. Most importantly for me, 4 of 8 from 3. He he has been struggling relative to previous seasons from beyond the arc. Only 31% from deep this season. Uh, well off his career high last year, 40%. But getting 4 out of 8, that's great shooting. Seemed like he was in rhythm in that last game. Also brought him to 400 career threes in a Hornets uniform. So, like the pick for sure. I'm going to go with Terry Rozier, who has really been scalding hot basically since the All-Star break. 25 points the other day against New Orleans. Knocked down seven threes in that one. Also had eight assists. Uh, He's averaging 25 points per game and shooting 48% from beyond the arc since the All-Star break, and he was already shooting well. He was shooting 36% from deep pre-All-Star break, so he's taking it to a whole new level right now. Really loving what we're seeing from him, and much like Miles Bridges showed us at the end of last season after the All-Star break, some of the, the breadcrumbs towards this potentially most improved season in the NBA. I think we might be seeing the same thing from Terry Rozier now. As great as he was a season ago, honestly averaging more points per game last year than he is this year, 20 points per game last year, 19 and a half this year. Um, But seeing this jump post-All-Star break could be breadcrumbs of maybe an All-Star nod in the season to come. For now, I'm sure he would take and the team would take him just leading him into the postseason at the end of the season. But Terry Rozier is my player to watch for the Hornets. All right, next up, do you want to go with a member of the Thunder or do you want to go with a stat to watch? Yeah, I'm going to go with stats to watch, and and a lot of it has to do with uh, our outside shooting. And I, and I I don't know what our record is or how many threes we make that we where most times we win the game. But 
definitely being comfortable to be able to get open looks from the outside. A lot of that has to do with Terry Rozier being put in a position where he's comfortable and we know he's the guy that we pretty much rely on consistently to be able to knock down the outside shot. When we're getting up and down the floor and we're knocking down outside shots, forces a lot of teams to try to keep up with us. And that's how we've been playing early on in the season that when we were number one in scoring, we, we like I said earlier, it's about adapting to us. And I feel like that's a situation that we can put teams in. I remember James Rigo coming in and talked about when he first came to Charlotte, the biggest thing that he wanted his team to do over the years is being able to, being able to adapt to what the game is today. That's being able to run the floor. That's being able to stop and find open looks and to knock down threes. So it'll be great to have another 22 uh, three-pointers three point made game. But if we're around the 15-16 range and we're sharing the ball like we did in New Orleans, I think we'll be in a comfortable space just not – in this game against OKC, but games going forward as well. I, I like it. Yeah, and I'm with you. I think 22 threes is a lot to ask for, but certainly if they make that many uh, against the Thunder or anyone else this season, they should be in good shape. For me, I, I, I kind of look at this. Well, I went into the game against New Orleans, and you know maybe I was just a little uh, scared off after the, the back-to-back losses with the otherworldly performances from Jason Tatum and Kyrie Irving. Um, but I went into it thinking, oh, you know, the Hornets, they need to jump all over the Pelicans, you know, take, take everything away, be up by 10, 15 points after a quarter or else you know you're leaving the door open and that's not really how the game went down Charlotte was in a a relatively close game at the end of the half it was a two possession game uh, and then it was the second half they ended up turning it on and uh, to me I thought that showed a lot of maturity for the Hornets and it kind of shifted my view here uh, of how Charlotte needs to approach this and I think it's really they need to go out there and play their game so while 140 points one of the most high scoring regular season games in franchise history was fantastic and we'd love to see that every night. I think for the Hornets the key stat to watch is just reflective of go out there and play your game. So this is one of the higher scoring teams naturally in the NBA. They're averaging 114 and a half points per game. So for me the magic number for this is 115 and part of that is on the Hornets. That's just a good efficient normal offensive game. Uh, you don't need to go out there and score 140 necessarily to beat the Thunder. That doesn't mean try not to. It just means you don't have to try so hard to do that uh, that you end up pressing a bit. But 115 is enough because the Thunder are the worst scoring team in the NBA. So you don't have to score 140 to beat them. Quite frankly, 115 is more than enough. In regulation this year, the Thunder, when they allow 115 points, are 1-18 and going into yesterday's game against Memphis. So uh, Charlotte, it would be great to score that much. I'm just saying, go out there, play your normal offense, just keep doing your thing, and you should be fine. Last but not least, if I'm to be wrong and the Thunder are to come away with a big win and have a big offensive performance, who's the name that Charlotte needs to be concerned and have an eye on, Wes? Yeah, it would definitely be the, uh, their star point guard, uh, Shea Gil Alexander, for sure. I mean, this guy has a star mentality, and he knows how to pretty much control a lot of what the pace of that team, I mean, they're a team that you definitely do not want to sleep on. Yeah, it's hard to argue with uh, SGA. He is their current and their hoping future star for what will they hope be a franchise revival. Uh, but overall, you look at this Thunder team, and there's just not a lot of other options. A lot of injured players: Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, 
Mike Muscala, Jeremiah Robinson, Earl, Kenrich Williams, Derek Favors, all missing yesterday's game against Memphis. Uh, There's just a lot of walking wounded on that squad, uh, and so who knows how many guys will be available for today's game, um, but SGA certainly makes sense as the one to watch. I'll have to go in a different direction, though. I'm going to go with Aaron Wiggins, one of our own. He's from Greensboro, North Carolina. About a month ago, had his two-way contract converted into a full-time deal with the Thunder. Uh, so good to see a North Carolina born and bred player doing well now. He is coming off for relatively recently a career-high 25 points on the road at Minnesota. Didn't have the best game earlier this year against Charlotte, and I'm not necessarily rooting for him to, to find his form and beat his home state's NBA team here today, um, but he's definitely someone to watch for. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. As a reminder, we'll have our post-game wrap-up edition of the HHC for you tomorrow. Rob Longo will be in the anchor chair for that one. Wes Robinson, social media associate for the Hornets, thanks so much for joining us today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Sam, it's always a pleasure to be able to talk some Hornets basketball with you, and I'm going to keep this momentum going. Let's go streaking into the playoffs. I like that mindset. Thank you very much, Wes, and uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and our pleasure and privilege to talk to all of you out there tuning in as well. For Wes Robinson and our producer, Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.